So hello and welcome to Killing It The Crimecast. I'm your host Lux and with me today are two lovely ladies. We have Courtney. Hello. And we've got Liv, my housemate. Hi. Um, Courtney, do you want to tell everyone where you are from? Because Liv, Liv's just my housemate, just my friend. Yeah, I'm just there. <laughs> um, I'm from the Cult of Domesticity podcast. It's a history and true crime podcast. So if, you know, true crime gets a little dark, we talk about the fucked up things in history. Mm. So interesting. But... Super fun. <laughs> I just did an episode that's coming out after this one. It's going to be on Marquis de Sade, who's like a really interesting historical figure in terms oh, yeah. of crimey and fucked upness. Those nice. weren't words. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here today to talk about the uh, case of Madeleine McCann and her disappearance, but also the documentary, the eight-part series that just came out on Netflix. And we have all, as Courtney said, lost about six years of our lives watching <laughs> that documentary because it's so long and so depressing it is literally ambient i like the first couple episodes i was falling asleep i'm like i shouldn't be sleeping this is a horrible thing i fell asleep too and so did our other housemate yeah that's <laughs> Both true just napping napping to it which is the worst like you shouldn't it, it shouldn't be allowed but i found that there was quite a lot of information that wasn't so useful though like yeah history and i'm like hey i want the really Juicy details, you know. Gritty, gritty, yeah. Yeah. Like, the first episode was history of Prior Deluge, which is where it happened. And I was there, like, I don't care about the tourism industry here and the history of how it evolved. Like, that's where I started falling asleep. I was like, nah, not for it, me, thank you. It could have been cut down to 10 minutes. It could that's have, all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. They, um, they had a large script and they had checked everything is in. Oh my gosh. Well, the thing is, they didn't even put everything in. We'll get to that. But they didn't even put some of the most interesting bits in. I agree. Yeah. We will get to that because I am angry. <laughs> angry. <laughs> yes. Um, so for those of you who don't know, first off, where have you been for the past 11 years? Are you just, do you just not use the internet or the radio or the television? Like, who are you? Um, what if they are Madeline McCann and that's why she didn't know about it? Now, Madeline McCann, if she's alive, she definitely knows about the case. And she's probably like, that poor girl, but it's her. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, so she was a three-year-old who went missing on the 3rd of May 2007 in Praia de Luz in Portugal. She was on holiday with her family. So um, Kate McCann, her mum, Jerry McCann, her dad, and her two baby siblings. I think they were two years old at the time. They're twins. And I forgot their names because... Sean uh, and Emily or Emily? Nice. Yeah. Okay. You're paying more attention than I am. I was like, just the babies. <laughs> babies. Just the children. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And there's just been, nobody knows what happened to her, but everyone's got a theory. So should we delve into our our favourite ones? Let's go for it. Or should we go in chronological order? What do, you, what do you fancy, lads? Probably chronological order in case people need a refresher on the details, because I think everyone knows she's missing. And they know that... But people might not... Remember the know. order... Okay, do you want happening? to take it away? I can go based on my notes, which weren't very detailed, because like I said, I was zoning out hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had been on vacation with a group of friends. It was a giant middle class vacation. And for di like at dinner, they'd put the kids down, and then they'd all go to the tapas restaurant in the resort, and then do about 
checks every 20 to 30 minutes on their own kids. So everyone, mm-hmm. like, so someone's constantly getting up and checking on kids, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad idea in theory. Well, I don't... it is a bad idea. If you just purchase baby monitors, you wouldn't have to do that. Or go to the crash. Yeah. Or use a babysitter. Yeah. It's not the best idea, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, so they have dinner at half, half past eight. Jerry does the first check around, they said, 9.05. Um, around 9.30, someone else was going to check on their kids, so they stopped in, checked, and he was like, oh, yeah, there was some light in the room, like, the shutters were open, and the door was um, all the way open, which was not how Jerry had left it, because children, why would you leave the door open? They can escape. <laughs> um, okay, uh, yeah. so, yeah, so... So one of the guys goes to check yeah. and the door isn't as Jerry left it. Yeah, and there there's like light in there, like the shutters are open, which is not how you put children to bed. They should have no light, darkness, so they don't wake up. Um, yeah. When Kate comes in at 10 to check on the kids, Madeline's gone, the window is open and the shutters are ra- raised, and she immediately says, they took her, which, mm. who is the they? Who Question. is they? <laughs> grammatically all the time uh and then they the search begins and everyone's looking for this child and they kind of talk about the fact that the police didn't show up right away which i was like what well they didn't call the police right away did they she went Mm. and and ran back to the tapas restaurant and said to the group of people that they were dining with they've taken her yeah so they didn't even so that's one of the questions that she got um she got asked in the interview like why didn't you shout from the veranda you know someone called the police my child's gone or something like that there could have been a much more immediate way of her alerting other people and the police also not leaving the twins in the room where her sis- their sister has supposedly been taken yeah that's a, that's a big thing as well surely she would, would have leave the maybe a phone or i don't know i mean i guess this was you know 11 years ago and so things have changed regarding technology now everyone has their phone on them but i don't know i feel like you would just not leave children by themselves well what my immediate thing would be i'm gonna run to reception and tell them to call the police and ask them if they've seen her or Mm -hmm. anything because it's a hotel like people are out are literally in charge of knowing who's where and who's got what room etc they people check in and out that's kind of your job so that's what that's where i would go first first of all i don't know if that's everyone's instinct but i would definitely go to reception i mean the going back to her group i get it like she was like i need to alert as many people that know and then like she you assume someone would go do that but that's not what Mm. happened no (laughs) you think it would just be a big shouting match basically of like oh my god, someone's taken her, or I don't know, she's missing, and be like, someone call the police, mm. someone go to reception. But mm. it was just kind of mm. like, they've taken her. Okay. And that, that was th- it. Let's, let's go look And let's go look for her. I, I guess, like, in that situation, like, none of us have been in that situation, so you don't know how you'd react. But I don't know. I just think, especially, like, the thing that gets me is the mm. fact that they're doctors. Yeah. I feel like as doctors, you are quite rational people. Mm-hmm. You're Especially used in to... emergencies. Exactly. You're used to that kind of stress. So, again, it's different because it's like a personal thing. But mm. I feel like maybe they'd be able to deal with the situation a little better if they're used to those kind of situations. 
I could be wrong, but... I don't think they were emergency room doctors, though. No, but still, as doctors, you're trained to deal with emergency situations. Yeah. You would know about how police works mm -hmm. and... And also, you know, on on flights, they go, oh, is anyone here a doctor? Someone's having a heart attack or whatever. They they know how to... Treat it. Exactly, yeah. They know how to deal with situations that would be scary and, and unusual for the rest of us. So, yeah, I think that's a good point, Liv, that as doctors, you would expect them to be more rational than, I will leave my two babies, run to, like, across the pool area to the tapas bar, alert my friends, and then go from there. It's like, or you could just, like, knock on your neighbor's door and be like, what the hell, have you seen anything? Mm -hmm. And, like, scream and try and get attention from the people that are nearest to you. And don't tamper with evidence. Maybe don't tamper with the evidence, Kate. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll Jesus. get into that. <laughs> oh. So after that happens, this um, this guy gets put on the case. He's the first senior detective on the case, uh, Gonzalo Amaral. And he... I can't remember why he was dismissed. Does anyone have notes on that? Because he, oh. he has to leave the police force after he suspects the McCanns of being impl- like involved in their daughter's disappearance. I think it's he quite a bit after. Yeah, it was a couple of years later, I think. And there mm. was another um, example of uh, uh, Joanna, I think her name was, um, mm-hmm. who went missing. And there was some like wrong convictions of it being the mother and the uncle, but they didn't have exact proof. Yeah. Oh, he- something like that. And also, there was like the bad um, personality traits he was getting from being like fat and drunk and not doing his job. Yeah. So he got <clears throat> completely slandered, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I found it. Um, he was interviewed, and he said the McCanns influenced the case, and he was criticizing his British counterparts. And basically, the Prime Minister of the UK called to have him dismissed because he was. I, I think the comments were really, really bad. Oh, that was it, yeah. And he was saying, like, the McCanns mm-hmm. used their influence and their money to, like, slander us and hinder our work and just basically wasn't taking responsibility. Like, hey, we might have fucked up a little bit. But, mm. they, like, they also, like, it, it's a whole situation of they didn't do the best job and then the McCanns also had some fault in it and how they portrayed everything. So, and... So let's let's talk about the investigation though, because I think they actually did an okay job in terms. Like, <clears throat> we've all heard of missing children's cases where the police just don't do shit for like, you know, the seventy-two hours after a child goes missing is the most important. After that, you're not likely to find them, and the police are like, "Oh, we'll just wait a bit and see if the kid comes back." <clears throat> you know, we've seen that time and time again, but the police in this case didn't do that. So I think props to them for that. Firstly, yeah, and secondly, the fact that. They got the bloodhounds in, which we'll talk about later, and the fact that they ran forensic testing on the DNA evidence that they did have, the fact that they then went and checked the car, the fact that they went, they had hound searches like in the wilderness around, they were looking down all the wells. Like, I think they did an okay job. Given the size of their police force yeah. and, you know, I think it's those kind of things. It's a resources problem. I think they just. Mm. don't have the resources and they don't have mm. they need people experienced in this and i don't think they have that at that point mm. because portugal's not that big of a country 
and doesn't mm-hmm. have that big of a GDP. It's not like the United States or the UK where you get this experience doing mm-hmm. it and you have specialties. Because if you notice, they had two people um, who specifically deal with like missing and exploited children's, and the one was from the UK and the one was the one in the US. Yeah. So those are the, the centers of knowledge for this. And I don't know if Europe just generally needs to have it where something like this happens, they send someone. Yeah. But, um, but also this is such a huge case. Mm-hmm. Like this went worldwide. We've never seen such a big case of a missing person. Not I since the Lind- Lindbergh baby, I think. Yeah, or John Bonet Ramsey maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you know, this is and especially for a country like Portugal, I don't know, they just that's that's not what they're used to. Mm-hmm. It's just it was such a big case that blew up so quickly mm. with all the media from around the world. I mean, obviously it's going to be you're going to be under a lot of pressure and a lot of stress, especially in such a small holiday resort. Yeah, small town. Probably the one main thing that they did wrong in my opinion is firstly focusing on Robert Murat mm-hmm. and then secondly when they were focusing on the McCann family itself they stopped looking for Madeline and I think those two were their biggest mistakes possibly yeah yeah I agree that they just at that point they were so fixed on the McCanns having murdered their daughter mm-hmm. well actually okay focus on the McCanns but you need to work out the story with Madeline before you start you know, accusing murder from their parents, yeah. from her parents. You need to start thinking, well, okay, maybe it was the parents, but did they get someone to kidnap her? Was she, you know, given away to Who someone? Who have they been in contact with while they've been in Prior Deluge? Let's go search their homes, etc. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas instead they went and searched. So Robert Murat, he's he's just a, like an estate agent person, right? He just deals with property and he happens to live in Prior Deluge. Yeah, his mom, he's, he lives with, he lived with his mom at the time. He's just a neighbor, like, it's like a neighboring property. Yeah. And he found, like, I thought that was the sweetest thing. He found out there was a kid missing and he goes, I was looking at it and no one could communicate because they didn't Mm. speak Portuguese and the Portuguese didn't speak English very well. And he goes, I speak both. Yeah. Let me help. And he... Gave up so much of his time. And he got destroyed for it. Yeah. Didn't he get a shit ton of money though now? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, 600,000, was it? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, as you know, I live with three translation students. Like, I can imagine if any one <laughs> of you were, were in a foreign country and you knew both the languages, of course you'd all step in. Exactly. Like, I'm moving to Spain. And if I knew that this whole situation was going up, I'd be so, like, now I'm kind of worried that. I'm like, oh, if a missing child, if there's a missing child, I'm worried to get involved because I don't want to seem like I'm involved myself just yeah. because I speak Spanish. Yeah. like <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it, it's, I mean, it does make sense when you, um, so this, there were these, not to get into another case, but these two Soham girls um, were murdered by Ian Huntley. And Ian Huntley, like, he was the janitor at the school and he got himself really involved in the investigation and basically because he was so involved and so like air quotes willing to help the police thought this is weird let's look into him and they were right he's the one who killed them so they thought that the robert Marat thing was similar in that okay he's inserting himself into the investigation that's because he wants to know what's going on because he's the one who did it okay fine chase that lead up we know from a number of serial killers that some of them do like to get involved Mm -hmm. in the investigations. It gives them a sense of power. So, okay, that's a fine lead to take, but they spent so long on it. 
Yeah. It just wasted so much precious time. And with the person he worked with as well. Um, mm. What was his name? Mal- oh, his name? Sergei. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Russian one, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, he literally worked for him. He did some of his... Uh, he did his what, website. Com- that was it. Yeah. Some computing for him. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, they had clips, video files deleted or parts of their computer deleted. That means that they're paedophiles and they're involved. And it's like, well, what? No. And also, <laughs> Why don't you try finding your child instead of just accusing yeah. kind of random people? Like, and searching of course, if all of the discs and searching all of the houses and, and making them crime scenes in themselves. I just think that was a massive mistake because... Firstly, they confiscated all the computers and stuff that Sergei had, so he couldn't have deleted the stuff. And yeah. secondly, why would you not put like one person on that? And then yeah. everyone else is looking for the child. Or like one area, one department. Yeah. Or like just have everyone working in pairs. Okay, you're looking at this person to clear them. You're looking at this lead. You're looking at this yeah. lead. Again, it but might it just be like- a resources thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They might not have had the manpower to split up like that. But they did also say they brought in a bunch of people to work on it. Yeah. Like, it's the big, it's the most, they, what was the stat they gave? Like, up to this point, they had, the resources that went to Madeline McCann was only 2% of what they spent on all the other missing children's cases. And I'm like, when I heard that, I was like, that is terrifying, Portugal. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. What the hell? I love when they talk about, like, the reporters and stuff. They're like, why are we not dealing with our missing children? Mm. Like, they have a horrible case record of missing kids. And I'm like, this is the worst case scenario of a small country who doesn't deal with it. And then a big case from, a like, a more powerful neighbor. They're going to get bullied. Like, mm. I don't know how they did not see this outcome <laughs> happening mm. with the political stuff. Yeah. So there's, there's also this theory that the reason that Madeline's parents became suspects was because the Portuguese police were like, okay, now we're getting shat on. We need to make this not our fault. So you know what, Britain, you keep shitting on us and saying that we're not doing enough, etc. Actually, it was two of your people who did it. So there you go. It's your fault, not ours. Oh my God. The stereotyping that went back and forth got real, real quick. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh, we're just going straight to old school stereotypes now. Got it. Fun. Yeah. And it's like, why don't we focus on the child? You know? And maybe... She definitely got... The massive pedophile ring that is being run in your country. Hi. Let's focus on that, please. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like instead of all the political attention, maybe that could have been put on the missing child. (laughs) Yeah. Just maybe, I don't know. Madeline definitely got lost in this, which seems crazy because the whole thing's around her, but she definitely did not become the focus after a while for people. Yeah. Like, I, I feel I mean... like she's still not, though. Mm. I feel like there's so many other important, in quotes, aspects that are being questioned, but yet we're still not focusing on the missing child. Mm. Like, in all of the discussion we've just had, we're not talking about her. We're talking about the other aspects. Well, that's the thing. We don't know that much about her. Exactly. Because everything else is... Exactly. Mm. Because it's all about the politics and things like that. 
you yeah. know, even now, I watching the the series, the McCanns have just filed the lawsuit about the newspapers. Mm. And it's like, well, instead of filing a lawsuit and going to court and wasting money and time on that, why don't you spend that time and money still continuing to look for your child? Mm. It, it seems like they are because they had, what was... um. Ryan Kennedy, like that millionaire who got involved, he said, I will bankroll you trying to find your child. Mm. And they hired a lot of private detectives. Yeah. So I think they yeah. are still looking. It's just, it's 11 years on. She's 15. She doesn't even look the same. Mm. The one saving grace is she has that weird eye defect that will help. Yeah. Be like, that's her. Yeah. Okay. So do we want to talk about the sedation evidence and the blood evidence or the lack thereof the (laughs) nitty-gritty yeah (laughs) so there was a medical syringe found in the apartment and also two um dogs were brought in one of them was searching for blood and one of them was a cadaver dog and both of them sensed that there was blood and a a body smell in the same area and that was behind the sofa and in the wardrobe so that's suspicious and also who the hell is being sedated with this syringe or being shot up with whatever with this syringe so Kay and jerry haven't answered any questions on this and this is why it looks bad on them because it looks like they've sedated their children and then one of them died in the apartment and was shoved in the wardrobe yeah what are your thoughts like is there any other way to interpret that really i mean they did offer a counter theory that the kidnapper sedated the twins and maddie to get like so the twins wouldn't cry and alert people Mm. which is fair yeah you know if you think about it you don't want the kids waking up yeah and they and they didn't wake up for like an hour or two when this whole search was going on when people were in and out of that apartment so they were definitely sedated yeah but then surely surely as the parents you would be questioning why the hell are my children not waking up Mm. and why is there a syringe instead of being like oh we're not going to comment about that uh they might have not commented to the press because it seems like they're very guarded with the press which fair they haven't been treated the best but we like that's the hard thing about this is like we weren't there so they might have noticed that their kids aren't waking up and they were concerned but at that point you have a bigger concern is that one of the three is missing so they might be like wow they because they did mention the kids were really really tired that night and even though Mm. there was some noise they might have been like so tired or something like that or they had been sedated and they were just kind of freaking out because the one's gone. Yeah, and I mean, they are doctors, so giving them the benefit of the doubt, they could have gone and checked that, checked their pulses, checked that they were breathing, and been like, okay, well, they're fine, so let's just deal with this mm-hmm. bigger problem. Yeah, that's true. However, I do think that based on the their responses to questioning about have you ever medicated your children to get them to sleep, have, did you ever do that in the UK? Did you do it this time? Why did you wait? What was it like 143 days to get your the twins tested for um, sedation? All of this stuff, they just refused to answer. And I feel like if you don't have anything to hide, just be like, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. I've never sedated my kids. I wouldn't do that. I didn't sedate them that night. And then maybe that's a lead, you know? Or, you know, just tell the truth. Yeah. You know, be like... Just be like, yeah, okay. We, I mean, obviously, if you did sedate them 
and that's what caused her to die, then yeah, that's probably not great. But, you know, big believer in telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they could be worried about the medical licenses getting revoked because obviously that wouldn't be like a sanctioned use of sedation. So that is a fair they point. could be worried about that and that ruining their careers. Or I, th- I think all parents at some point, you know, my dad always joked when we were teething, he would be like, you'd put a little whiskey on the kid's gums, a little whiskey (laughs) for the parent, Mm -hmm. and then the kid goes to sleep. So it's like, there are old school ways of like, you kind of would just because, you know, like teething or Mm -hmm. like they have a fever or something. And so you're trying to keep them comfortable. But I mean, I agree. Yeah, probably they would be afraid of their licenses being revoked. But I mean, what's worse, you telling the truth and then that leads coming to a conclusion or you not telling the truth and the police following it up and being like okay well whose syringe is this is it yours and you're lying and that makes you more of a suspect or is it somebody else and they that's who came in and drugged the twins and took maddie you know like wouldn't you want to help the investigation in any way you can by just being completely honest about everything but was there any forensics on the syringe i don't think so because you think if that was a lead in any way than saying oh did you sedate them or was it from the kidnapper surely you would at least test it yeah for any fingerprints or i think also we're all taking this from like the documentary and um like newspapers and all that published stuff we don't know what they told the police like that's the hard part is we don't have like Mm. police records to be like oh they did tell them like maybe they were like no we don't sedate our kids but they just i think a lot of the problem with this case is their PR front. They're so mm-hmm. polished and they're told kind of like, don't talk about this, talk about this. Da-da-da. Like they talk to their PR people and I'm just like, I didn't know you got PR people when your kid goes missing. Like I wouldn't have thought about that. I uh, Yeah, I thought the same. <laughs> There's just so many people involved. Mm-hmm. But it makes, co- like when you think about it though, it makes complete sense because it kind of protects the family. So they aren't like, they have some, the press have one person to go to, you know, they, they aren't hounding the family as much. And granted, they did say it did make the McCanns look worse in the public eye, but I think it also helped them somewhat keep a normal life for the twins. Cause you have to think about that. The twins have lost their sister and everything around them is on fire basically. And it's hard to remember. It's not just Maddie we're dealing with. We have the twins who are trying to, have some sense of normalcy especially at two years old there's a lot of development and being two years old like really Mm -hmm. makes you become the person you are and really affects your childhood and how you grow up to be and how you see the world so I guess yeah it's having that normality to be like okay I am a normal two three-year-old I understand Mm. why they got the, the PR person involved however I think that that's not the the press isn't the only thing we do have to go on because there is actually we do have have you seen those 48 questions i'd like to ask to kate mccann thing because that's actually taken from no it's really interesting i'll put a link in the show notes um basically those 48 questions she was asked in a police interview and she declined to answer all of Mm. them i think she was asked 49 and she answered one but the 48 uh rest of them she refused to answer so and some of them were about sedation and i feel like because that because that was in a police interview we know for a fact that she didn't tell them about sedation at least in that initial interview 
Was that the 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 really like what was it the 12 14 hour one that she did? Yeah. I my problem with that like I always have a problem whenever interviews go that long because it Yeah, that's unethical, isn't it? It seems like you're grasping at straws. You're just trying to get the person exhausted. Mm. And normally they say if someone did it they're not going to need that much time. If you look at it, most people, unless they're like a Bundy or like these really, really messed up guys who like to play mind games, mm. most people aren't. Granted, I've been watching a lot of Homicide Hunter, so that might be what I'm taking from this. But they don't, he's always like, yeah, you leave them in there to sweat a little bit, like maybe an hour, but they should, like, he, like, it shouldn't be 12 hours, 13 no. hours. No, that's and those are the ca- ridiculous. Those are always the cases we have problems with, like the making a murderer. But if you look at the staircase case, they kept him a long time and all of these things. And they tend to be when there's problematic points. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm all for supporting police and detectives. They do great work, but you can't bullshit it. No, and you can't. The thing is, you shouldn't need to talk to someone for more than like two hours, especially if they're not answering any of your questions. Like, mm-hmm. how long can you talk at someone for? Just leave them alone for a bit and then come back to it. Like, they could have sent her home and interviewed her a week later and seen if there were any indiscrepancies in what she was um, saying. Or they could have asked her the questions again, like, a week later and seen if she was more willing to answer them. Instead, they just kind of bullied her and it didn't work. It seemed like that was their technique for most things. Because when they picked up Sergey, they picked him up and drove him around for, like, four hours until and they got a judge to tell him that they were police and what what they were doing yeah he thought he was abducted like that's not ethical no and they just threw him mm-hmm. in a car yeah and just yeah drove and it's like well if you're police surely you have um like standards to meet you can't just throw people in cars and start driving around manically around portugal you you need to be like okay we're police <laughs> Like, that's why they have badges, right? Yeah, I think it's showing the desperation. Mm. They wanted the attention gone. They wanted it to stop. And this is the one thing I will give the documentary. They did... The cases they used for comparison were very good. Mm. Because it seemed like... This isn't the first time they tried to pull... Your child's missing. It's the parent's fault, you know? Yeah. So do we want to talk about that case? Because that... I feel like that ties into my whole theory of what happened... So I feel like it's actually a really important point. I just have that there was a young boy who went missing around the same time. There was like two cases, but I can't. The So the girl one where the mom and the uncle got put in prison. Yeah. Joanna. Joanna, yeah. And that was that she went missing. She went to go get some food and then mm. from the supermarket and she never came back. Yeah. But then there were reports that... They killed her and they... Well, the uncle confessed to it, didn't he? Yeah. But there's some, like, went... there's some discrepancies over what actually happened because they had the, the newspaper articles which showed the mother who was severely beaten up and they said that it mm. was the police that did it. Yeah, so the uncle said that they dismembered her and chopped her into six bits and put them in a fridge. And the police never found the body, so... What what did they do after the fridge? Who knows? They said they threw them to the pigs. Mm-hmm. But they but they couldn't find any hair or anything. No. And exactly. as people will know from my February episode, pigs can't eat teeth and hair. So yeah, there would have been some in the pig feces. 
that doesn't really track either. So not only would her body not fit in the fridge, also the pigs wouldn't have been able to digest certain things. So parts of her body would have been found in the feces. Also, his story kept changing. So he was inconsistent in his account of what had happened that day. And I don't think the mum said anything no. about it, really. She just got thrown in jail. Um, so she got 20 years and he got 19 years. And then they were released when they when the police sort of did some more investigating and figured out all of this stuff about the body not fitting and the no hair and the pig poop and stuff like that. And then the uncle admitted to selling her. Mm-hmm. And this is what gets me. He said that he sold her, but he was he would have rather gone to prison than to sort of rat out the human trafficking ring that they she was sold to because he said he was so afraid of them yeah i also would like to point out for the police um julian their first um kind of private detective that they hire he mentions that the portuguese police are acting like the spanish police in the 1970s and if you know your spanish history you know that's during franco's reign and so the police weren't the greatest. Um, mm. Very machismo attitudes, very corrupt, and very much... If they thought you did it, you were going away. Or if you were a dissident, you were going yeah. away. It's very... Yeah. It wasn't a good time to be in a Latin American or Spanish country for poli- like and deal with the police. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. A lot of disappearances and... Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of child disappearances in that, in that area at that time. And also, they the way that they handled... The, gosh, I forgot her name again. The girl who went missing. Joanna. Yeah. So they handled that case really badly because they just suspected the uncle and the mum and threw them away, right? Mm -hmm. And it was only after they threw them away that he did this fake confession. But they don't seem to have pressed much on his confession that they sold her. Where's the investigation on that? Yeah, it's, it's, it feels skeevy, you know, like it just, and I'm, not saying there aren't good police in that force, but it just feels like something, you know, when you're, it's like your skin's crawling because something's not right within that whole, yeah. especially because they have the two separate police, like, situations. There's the PJ mm. and then the GRN, is it? They're like... I don't know what the second one's called, but yeah. But yeah, like, why are it, is it like local federal like they didn't really explain the difference between the two Mm. and i'm just like so are the pjs the one that's are a little bit off and the other one's just like your beat cops regular guys just trying to like keep their neighborhoods nice you know i genuinely think that what whatever organization joanna was sold to they are paying people in both the pj and the other one i think they have their fingers in many pies so to speak because you don't get to be a powerful pedophile sex trafficking ring without knowing someone in law enforcement that will bury the lead Mm -hmm. for you when shit goes wrong. Yeah. So have you guys heard about the uh, Clement Freud theory? No. No. Okay, so he was the grandson of Sigmund Freud, and he, he got a knighthood and did some other stuff, but he's, he's also a chef and that's, how I remember him because he actually invited the McCanns over for dinner. Mm-hmm. But here's the catch. He was also a known pedophile and child abuser. So they went for dinner at his house twice, which was 10 minutes away from where they were staying in Praia de Luge. So they walked 10 minutes down the beach to go to his house for dinner before Maddie goes missing and after Maddie goes missing. Oh, uh, yes, I have heard this. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And as far as I know, he he wasn't investigated. 
right? So not only is this guy a celebrity who's got money, all of this stuff, but he's also got a knighthood. So he's got links to the UK government. And then it gets worse. So do you guys remember Pizzagate when um, mm-hmm. some emails got leaked from John Podesta? And the uh, essentially people thought there was a child sex ring going on in the basement of this pizzeria, but the pizzeria didn't even have a basement and it led to nothing. But what did happen was he wrote a bunch of emails that were then leaked on WikiLeaks. And apparently he was using FBI certified pedophile code. So, um, and that code is to do with pizza. So like, I think cheese is girl and pasta is boy or something like that. And it's the code that you use to sort of make arrangements within the pedophile community. Why do they make pizza dirty? I don't, I just want to enjoy it. Why would you ruin that for me? (laughs) This is why we can't have nice things. Um, <laughs> Thank you, FBI. How Ugh. rude. So, well, FBI certified, not as in they created it, as in they have okay. they have discovered that this is actually a, a, a genuine code that pedophiles use. So it's 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 been corroborated that it's a it's a real thing. So he is It's too early for me to drink my rage about this pizza <laughs> news. We're just all gonna go off on one about the pizza now. Like this isn't okay. Hey, it's the evening over here. You can start. <laughs> It's true. I've got, it's about 15 minutes till noon. I can start drinking that. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so John Podesta was not only is he emailing with this pedophile code, but he's also the former White House chief of staff. And he was also chair of Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign for presidency. So he's a big boy. He's got... He's a big man. Yeah, he's, he's got some pull. <laughs> Okay, I'd take that back. That's not what what I was hoping would come out. It's not the time to talk like that when you're talking about pedophiles. No. It's definitely not what I meant. Um, So... Here's where, it, here's where it gets interesting. So we've got Clement Freud, who's a big deal in the UK, right? Then you've got John Podesta and Tony Podesta, I think his brother. But anyway, those two are known pedophile emailers and he's a known pedophile. And they have a little holiday time together because Clement Freud lets the Podestas stay at his home in Prior de Luge at the same time that Madeleine McCann went missing. Ooh. So that's three pedophiles in one house, 10 minutes away from where Madeleine was staying. And her parents go and eat dinner with them twice. How do they make this connection that they know them? That's just like blowing my mind. They're pedo friends. You're... Well, not the pedo friends. Oh, the McCanns. The McCanns. <laughs> yeah. Um, well. Also, pedo friends is a really nice way of saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I had a I had an article up. Where is it? It's the main. Because I was. Sorry, go ahead. Liz. I was thinking I was thinking that because I've heard about that theory before and I've heard about this chef and I actually wrote it in my notes saying, well, they don't discuss this person. No. And why not? And then Libel. I wrote down where has this information come from, was meant to do the research and didn't get around to it. But it's because you, know, you were watching the documentary and your your so knew, youth was exactly. being drained into Netflix's <laughs> power source. Exactly. And all the time that I was, um, you know, watching the final few episodes, I could have been doing my research. Gosh, what a waste of time. What a waste of... <laughs> this documentary, legitimately, what a waste of time. You can obviously tell was... my general feelings about the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fact. Like, it was interesting. 
interesting, but um, I feel like there could have been more coverage about the whole missing Ah, aspect. here we go. Here we go. This is... Sorry, I just got the article back up. So it's this article by The Guardian called uh, Key Players in the Madeleine McCann Case. And Kate McCann had this friend that she'd known since they did A-levels, so from 16 to 18. <laughs> and she was the former GMTV presenter and conservative parliamentary candidate. And she's like best friends with Kate McCann. So Kate has a friend who's involved in parliament in the UK. Potentially that friend is friends with Pedo Freud. And then Pedo Freud is friends with Pedo Podesta. I like that you're just changing their first name to Pedo. I mean, once you're a pedo, is, is there anything more that we need to know about your personality or personhood? No, you're a piece of shit. That's kind of the end of it, isn't it? Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> so that's, I mean, obviously that's a tenuous link. I haven't seen that anywhere else. But the fact that they do have, obviously they're a middle class family. They've got quite a lot of money and they have friends who are involved in politics and then we know that okay first of all why did the prime minister ask the person the first person who questioned the McCanns themselves um gonzalo amaral the the prime minister asked him to step down or asked for his dismissal why why it seems a bit tenuous to me like oh he's slagging us off like okay get over it i think it was the way because it was so it wasn't like the way they had been doing it previously which was back channels to the press which mm. there was a lot of, you could tell, back-channeling from both police in the UK and in Portugal to the press. It was publicly the head of the investigation calling them out on their shit, and they were like... But free speech, like, surely that should be allowed. If you're not allowed to criticise the government and the police department of other countries, like, but what? It's, why not? It's because he works for the government. I've been in government jobs. Yeah. You are not... It is not good practice to mm. criticize other departments you are the public fa- he is the public face of the portuguese police and it's basically saying to the world media at this point the uk's police are messing up they're like being influenced so it's it's really the fact that it was a public interview it was someone who's a public face yeah i mean that does make sense but if you get your conspiracy hat on the prime minister gets involved so maybe someone just went hey you've got to do this thing because your mate your mate wants you to and that mate is in the pedo ring and wants to squash the theory i don't know it's a lot of theories it's all very clutching at straws but but you get what i'm saying essentially there's some sort of government pedophile thing going on which we'll never know about probably because it's all powerful people we won't and... know about it till about 50 years after everyone's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So we won't ever know about it cuz we will be very we'll old be at this point. Yeah. And probably won't remember and then someone will be- have no teeth and I'll be like I know it. I know that that we're feed about right. With our grandchildren like I, I then... remember the day. I told I you knew this was happening. I remember the day I had to watch the McCann documentary and I this is why I look like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be next week, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my most plausible theory, to be honest, because of the dinner. Not not necessarily the prime minister thing, but the whole <laughs> the prime minister ties. was at the dinner too. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Just everyone, everyone was but, there. You know, I- the whole ring. <laughs> 
so um i reckon they go to dinner they organize the sort of payment the selling of their daughter they go back they're like oh no she has been stolen oh no whoopsie doopsie and then they go back and they're like hey did you steal her all right and they're like yeah we stole her all right and that's that the only problem i have with that is the fact that they're still searching like they're still actively searching for her but what does searching mean you know they're in england they're not there even if they were there what can they do like walk around fields and stuff like how i want to know how they're searching because as far as we know these pedophiles haven't been followed up that i mean the fact that you're a convicted pedophile warrants a a a search of your of your house and of your internet of your browser history etc exactly Mm -hmm. you'd think that you know you'd get a list up of all the sort of pedophiles that are known pedophiles Mm -hmm. former present whatever in the area and like question them or search or gather at least some information Mm -hmm. about them and then Mm -hmm. do some deep digger deeper oh deeper digging (laughs) and um (laughs) see if there's some link somewhere you know instead of just i feel like more i think there deeper digging could be done i can't say that (laughs) uh (laughs) i think there one uh private investigator julian did a great job of this also i really appreciated his spain's accent with the stuff on everything i agree but (laughs) it was great uh but they he was talking about how he actually got on the dark web and i wrote one of my favorite notes dark web equals dark places and he's the one who kind of unearthed the pedophile ring yeah and he's the one who turned it in and he's like guys yeah what the hell? Help. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big problem. <laughs> I can't unsee I can't unsee this. Like I can't even imagine. Did he get therapy? Did, did does anyone know if he got therapy cuz I think he might need it. Oh, for sure that. he needs it, yeah. But also the thing with these pedophile rings is the fact that the like price of entry is some child pornography that has mm-hmm. not been released before, i.e. child pornography that you yourself have taken. It's horrific. So it's cut. I mean, you have to think about it. It's kind of like you have to. If we're all going down, you're going down too. Exactly. And it's like a trust thing. You can properly, yeah. There's no way you can properly investigate it and infiltrate it without yourself engaging in child pornography, the distribution of child pornography, Mm -hmm. and then you're fucked because you can't. You can't then investigate it because a, you're a pedophile. So what court of law is going to take your evidence? And b, you're a pedophile. So you're going to go to prison. Yeah. I mean, I have family members who are, well, one was a former sex crimes detective. My godmother is still a sex crime social worker. So they actually deal with this Mm. frequently. And they, like, I don't think they ever did cyber stuff, but they talk about, like, yeah, like, sometimes it's just one dude and he's just locally preying on people. And so for cops, it's a little easier because you can they have access to confiscated kitty porn yeah because they've already had to see it because they have to go through it for court yeah but yeah i don't know how he got on and that is i didn't think about that till now and that's a little suspicious well that's the thing he didn't he found out about it but he couldn't gain entry because he was Mm. saying that to gain entry he needed to give them some pictures and he wasn't and I think, willing to do that because he's yeah, a decent human stumbling. being. <laughs> Can you imagine not wanting to take kitty pics? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, I mean, they did take the one down. I forget what it it was. The Belgian ring or something like that. And it was, like, Where so they had many... that book of kids. The yeah. And the Wonder... The Wonderlist or something. Or Wonderland. Yeah. yeah. Wonderland list or... Uh, I think it was called the Wonderland Ring. Because it was yeah. something like a ring. Yeah. Can we please talk about... Uh, I just got to this point in my notes. The head detective wrote a book. <gasps> and the I want to read it so bad. Same. I want to read it so bad. It's called um, Truth of a Lie. And then the reenactments that they showed. Yes. And he himself <laughs> said, this isn't what I wrote. It's mm. a bit of an exaggeration. And I was like... Because did they have them like praying to Allah at one point? Um, They did some praying on a bed and sort of going up and down on their knees. And I was like, okay, that, yeah, no, (laughs) I don't think that happened. It was, (laughs) I mean, the fact that the book got banned is like, it's good in a sense because it's like some of this is clearly just fake, but also, how much do you want to read it? And you, oh, it's not banned anymore. He over got it overturned. Did you miss that part? Yeah, no, he got it overturned. So you can buy it. Right, Lux, we'll get one for the house. Um, Amazon right now. I'm pretty sure he. it said he got it, it, like, it was a couple years later, but he got it overturned. I thought it was, he tried to get it overturned and it didn't go through. Maybe I just read it wrong. But how do I know? I was playing a game on my phone to distract me from the misery, so you know what, I might have gotten <laughs> up on that. Let's be, let's be honest. Let's be honest, how many times did you guys have to take a break because you were just done? Like, so many breaks. Quite quite a few. I mean, I, I watched it while I, like, packed my bag and cleaned my room and sewed a, a, a jacket Yeah, up, I don't think I ever like watched that, it all so. the way through. I think I just watched one and then did something else and then watched another one. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh. There's a website. <gasps> oh. The truth... The, the truth? The truth of the lie dot com forward slash the hyphen book. The hyphen book. <laughs> bad original book oh yeah oh yes and then you can oh, click on english have book. it in english oh yes oh my gosh it's it's <gasps> just online you guys what maybe that's how he got around it yeah and then you can click next page okay that's how he probably got and around it, just... it he can't sell it Ooh. ah potentially because mm-hmm. he can't like because it's i mean it is actually very unprofessional for the detective on it yeah too. he gets you know, they don't norm- let off of his job and then he goes and sells all the information. Well, he hasn't got a job. How is he supposed to get money? Obviously, <laughs> being know? part of this documentary and torturing us, mm. though he has smooth Portuguese tones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole book is online. I'll put, I'll put it in the show notes. That's insane. <laughs> That's very exciting. I wonder if it's better than the documentary. As a true as a true <laughs> linguist, I really want to see the translation between the Portuguese and the English. I want to know where the truths and the lies are. You need to learn Portuguese just to it. do this. I will do it just for the book. Is it like you're going to you're going to do the Morris Moss with the kid and the adult version of Harry Potter? <laughs> just checking for inconsistencies. <laughs> oh, there's two more things I wanted to talk about. But before I feel like we all need to go chain smoke and <laughs> cry. Um, so, um, firstly, did you see in police, in the police investigation, they asked her, they said, is it true that in England you even considered handing over McCann's, uh, Madeline's custody to a relative? Yeah. Where did that come from? Big questions. And why has that never been brought up? I don't know, but the police asked her that 
And why does she never answer it? Surely she can just go, no, or yeah, because she was a pain in the ass. That's just children, <laughs> so, I thought. <laughs> Very fair. This unanswered question has sparked a theory that she was actually raised for the purpose of being but sold then why into would she be... a sex trafficker. Yeah. It's just depressing. But then why would she be asked if they were going to like give up mm. her custody? Well, yeah, so there's, it sparked two things. So like one, they didn't want her. So did they decide they didn't want her and then continue to raise her anyway because they were like, we can get money off her? Or did they just never want her? And then at one point they were like, oh, should we just give her to a relative? It's too much effort to raise her until she's like pedo ready. Oh dear. <laughs> and then change their mind back. So that's, that's where these two, and obviously it's really far-fetched. It's just coming from this one question, but it does, I don't know, it leads you to wonder. But did they did they not have IVF for Madeline? Yeah, they struggled to have a kid. Like she was a miracle baby. Yeah. So I don't think it has any credence, but I just thought it was I just wondered if you guys had heard that and I think it's quite interesting st- that yeah. people are going that far. It's still an interesting question. But again, is that just the Portuguese police grasping at straws? Trying mm-hmm. to like bully in in quotes, you know, to be like, Okay, well let's dig further because you know at this point they were questioning her towards the murder again no smoke without fire so where did they get this information that kate wanted to give up custody of madeline yeah but at the same time was it just like a bully in quotes tactic or maybe it was even just like mistranslated and at one point she was like oh i'm having a really hard time with work at the moment and jerry's away could you possibly look after madeline for like a month or so while i get my head together I can't handle three kids on my own. Like maybe that happened when she was, mm-hmm. you know, right after the twins were born or something. And then it got mistranslated. Yeah. And it turns out it wasn't custody. It was just, can you keep Madeline for a bit? Because I've got too much on my plate. Yeah, possible. It seemed like there was a lot of mistranslation happening in this case. Yeah. Like the DNA report, the guy didn't translate at all. And I was like, wait, I what? I know, right? Oh dear, that, <laughs> what, how? And- <laughs> And they were like, it's 80% Maddie's DNA. And then people were like, the lab was like, no, it could, there's not enough. It could have been anyone's DNA it, at exactly. this point. Exactly. It went from, oh, so it's 80% Maddie's, which means it's basically hers, which then mm-hmm. went to, oh, it was, it's Maddie's DNA. To then, oh, it could have been like 37 different people's. And people are still misquoting it. Like looking at articles today, I was looking at like different theories and loads of them were like, yeah, so how do you explain Maddie's DNA definitely being in the apartment in the blood pools and whatever? And I'm like, no, that's just not and, a thing. And the, and the guy who has the dogs, he says they can basically, if they're, they need evidence to collaborate, mm. collaborate with it to prove that it's that, mm. it can give you a general idea, which is great because if you don't know where to search, having a dog say, hey, there was stuff here you can like swab it down you can test Mm -hmm. it but the tests weren't conclusive so yeah so it's like well yeah also those dogs were really cute so that was a perk so cute beautiful another thing about the dogs though is that he was saying how they can detect it years afterwards right again it's a hotel room people do shady shit in hotels because it's not their house so it could be the case that that's where someone died and someone's body was stuffed. Could maybe have not been Madeline's and could have been like five years ago. Ooh. Well, that's terrifying. That Thank you for that thought. I know, right? <laughs> Brilliant. Sorry, but... <laughs> I never want to go into a hotel again. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's all I have to say about the matter. Have you guys got anything that you wanted to chat about? 
in particular. I think this is like the first case we were talking about, like it, like how it blew up. But it was also they talked about how it was like Twitter had just started, Facebook was new, mm. MySpace was still a thing, but how a lot of the theories were now on like the comments on the articles and like people like were getting just mm-hmm. with authority talking about the case and we still have this and this is where most of the theories like crazy crazy theories come from exactly yeah or like internet chat rooms and attacking the family and no one's no one had to deal with that until the McCants and I think that's Mm. fascinating because we can see like John Monet Ramsey like people had crazy theories but like notice there's about four the McCants there's about 20 yeah like just from everything building at the time there's just so many different leads you could take and everyone just sees like one aspect of it, puts it together with another aspect. It's possible that that's happened and then it's like, boom, you have a theory. Mm-hmm. Everyone in their own way has a theory, however tight or loose. Just from like information that we get from the news, from online. And even just like feelings, like... I, I I think men are trash, so I'm more likely to be like, yeah, the husband did it in, in any given crime scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with or without the proper evidence, that would just be my inkling, mm-hmm. you know? It's true. Everyone has your gut instinct. Yeah, and people now have the authority to go, oh, Kate looked a bit weird in that interview. My gut instinct tells me she did Yeah, it. they yeah. really went... I mean, it shows how sexist we are, but they really went after her. They're like, you're so cold. And it's like, don't you think they're just keeping their shit... They look like they were keeping their shit together, tr- just barely barely doing that yeah yeah i do think that but also i think of like the other examples of the missing children Mm -hmm. and the clips of their mothers or the parents and i just think there's such a difference i mean i you know i don't want to judge but i just i really saw a difference between the emotional sides but again maybe it's the pr people being like no don't cry because i did hear that at one point they said they wanted them to be kind of as cold and as calm as possible so that if it was an abductor they wouldn't be like oh my god they're really sad so i'll kill them kill maddie yeah so you know i think it could also be just everyone reacts differently you know to grief and to loss and to tragedy and like we said they're doctors maybe for them they kind of like they knew they had to get on for the twins they had to try to find maddie and they just compartmentalize it down and maybe like at night when they're like in bed they sob but they wake up the next day and lock that box back up again and like go out and do their but i just thought the the comments about kate being a robot it's like you don't know what you'd be like you know like and a lot of people mm. do that when there's grief involved they just lock themselves up and it's like it's uh, it's possible people react weirdly sometimes people are just able to be like that's too much to deal with right now boop and it just goes in a Exactly, like emotions are such a personal thing, you know, you can scepticize about how someone reacts emotionally, but you will never know because no one knows how the human mind works, even ourselves, we react in different ways and we're like, why, why am I crying at a happy thing? (laughs) You know, we, no one knows what's going on. And so, yeah, we can't judge someone and start saying what they did or didn't do just purely because of the way they act. But again, it does give the inkling of what they may or didn't do i just had another theory (laughs) add this to the roster guys so okay so for the longest time i was like right they went for dinner with freud who's a known pedophile and then they went for dinner again at his afterwards so clearly they've got something to do with this 
But you remember how in the, fuck, I forgot her name again, Paulina? Uh, Joanna. Yeah. So in the Joanna case, her uncle said we sold her, but we're too afraid to talk about who we sold her to because they're dangerous. We're scared of them. What if the McCanns went for dinner at Clement Freud's and they were like, oh, he's a knight. That's cool that a fancy man invited us to dinner. Mm -hmm. They go to dinner. He's like, I want to buy your daughter. And they're like, uh, fuck off. No, you can't. They go back and then Madeline goes missing. So they go back to Freud's house and they're like, did you take our daughter? And he's like, no. And even if I did, I've got this powerful friend and this powerful friend and this powerful friend. And we will murder you and your twins if you say anything about having met up with us. Or they'll make them look crazy. They're, like, they yeah. can destroy their life so. without murdering them. And, like, that's cut, like they'll make you think crazy. We'll get your kids taken from you. Yeah. And that's why they went they went the really public route to kind of maybe to shed light on it where they're like, we won't say it's you, but. We have, like, back sorry, up, I'm, but Sorry, I'm, I'm doing a missing. metaphorical sliding an envelope across a table. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting is not a visual medium. I forget that a lot of the time also. <laughs> um, so that could, that could be it. Maybe they're not complicit. Maybe they're doing it just because otherwise their lives are going to be destroyed by this pedo ring. Yeah, Ooh. and they're trying to hopefully get her back through back channels. Yeah. They just don't know who has her. Yeah. I think you got something there. Because I always think about this. Maybe. Um, is his name Brian Kennedy? Yes. I always think that's strange. In a way. Again, just like... A gu- is, this the, is this the Scottish guy who gives yeah. them money? Yeah, I just think like... The investigation. Yeah. I mean, I did a bit of looking up and it does say that he does work for a number of charities. But before that, I was just kind of had it on my mind was like, why would you get so involved? And he really did, like, he went Maybe. He went to Morocco, or at least his son went to Morocco. No, they they both went. Yeah, to go think, and look I for her. I think he just... And it was like, I such a deep involvement. But so many people were getting deep involvements, donating money and all of yeah. that. I think he hmm. just, he was like, you know what? I have connections that you don't. And he said he, he's, like, built his wealth, and he's, like, wants to do something good with it, which is really nice. So he was like... Let me help you and figure this out. Because he's the one who has hired all the... Yeah. Um, well, he chose the Spanish detective agency, and they think I think they did a good job, minus the boss head guy not realizing anything about the case, which was weird. And then, can we talk about the second detective agency that McCann's picked? Can I just quickly say mm-hmm. that um, this Kennedy guy, yes, he has connections that they don't have, and he also chose and paid for some of the private investigators. To me, if I'm playing devil's advocate, Mm -hmm. that's okay. My pedo friends are going to get caught out unless I'm the one in charge of these investigations. So if I pay for them and I can tell the PIs, you're not allowed to look at this guy and you're not allowed to look at this guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're really making a big theory out of this. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, I know. I know. It's just speculation. It's possible. Bad instinct. So the... the second Spanish agency you wanted to talk about? No, the American agency. The second agency, the McCann's oh. picked, which had been really, everyone's like, no, it's a great agency. It's a great agency. And then it was a scam. Oh, the Oakley, just like, Oakley. Yeah, Oakley. And I just felt like they've already had so much shit happen to them. And then they, this guy, I don't know who was tracking him down. His name, his, uh, they said it, his name was Kevin. But that's not his real name. I couldn't get it. Um, um, yeah, but he was... Because the Oakley firm was working with Brian Kennedy. 
Yeah, I well, they, they said they fired the Spanish one because the head guy went on the news and said, oh, we're so close to catching her. And Julian was just like, oh, wait, what? And he, they had told the McCanns and all that. And so it looked bad. So they fired them, even though Julian had uncovered this huge pedophile ring. Sorry, I'm team Julian all the way. <laughs> <laughs> and so then the McCanns specifically picked Oakley International because so many people had vouched for them saying like, there's ex-CIA, there's ex-FBI, all of this like special forces. Who are these people that are vouching though? If it is a scam, like who's vouching? What? Maybe people that are working for Oakley were ex-CIA and all of this stuff, but the head guy definitely wasn't. Right. Because okay. people were saying they weren't getting paid. And so like Brian Kennedy, like they kept invoicing Brian Kennedy and he started getting suspicious. And then someone for him started like looking into it and was like, oh, this is like, what was the, my favorite thing he did was the head of Oakley was like, I can get spy photos of the night Madeline disappeared, like satellite photos. And I'm like, and it was Google Earth. <laughs> well, also if you've done any like remote sensing work and like looked at satellite photos in what was it 2007 are not as good as now <laughs> no. they're like cr it would be like a blob or something wouldn't it i mean they're better than when they first started with the landsats in the 70s but still you're not going to be able to see a person you're going to see no. like especially a child yeah a three-year-old little no. tiny blob no <laughs> well i mean i'm assuming i'm assuming you could probably kind of figure out if depending on I'm guessing they're military grade, so they're a little nicer. But you probably could see that there was someone there. But it's a holiday resort. Yeah. But of course, of course, you're gonna yeah. see people there. That's where but they also go. It was at night, so it's gonna be a little. Yeah, it was bit at dark. night. It's at night. Um, it probably was black and white. So I've been looking at a lot of these recently. It's probably black and white, and the quality is not gonna be great. And you can't do back to back because you have to. You only have a set window to get mm. photos. Sorry, I took a remote sensing class. That's how I know this. <laughs> no, no, it's interesting. It's good. If there wasn't a satellite over there at that time, you're not going to have photos. Like, it's just how it goes. Like, you, they rotate the Earth only so many times. Granted, they have a couple more satellites up there now. But still, the chances yeah. of getting that exact image at the exact time on the exact date. Mm -hmm. yeah. no. Because Google Earth is a compilation of various days and months of satellite mm. photos. Because even Cause... now, if you go on it, it says like, oh, this was filmed or whatever, captured on the 16th of May, 2016 mm -hmm. or whatever. And then you're like, oh, that's old. <laughs> and you can, I mean, I can't remember the website, but you can actually go and say, I wanna look at this satellite like on this day or like in this range. And they'll give you the range and they'll tell you when it is. So you could check and see if there was a satellite going over there, but the chances of getting down, they weren't mm -hmm. that good. Like they, I think it's like 10 meters was the closest they can get. And now there's some satellites that can get like to inches. Wow. And so, yeah, it's gotten crazy. But then you think about it and you get a little creeped out. You've got nothing True. to hide, then you've got nothing who's to hide. Who's using them? Come at me, cameras. I just don't want people watching me. That's my thing. Like, Yeah, but who says you're interesting enough to watch anyway? That's my thing. It's like, yeah, you can watch me. I'm just singing in my car and eating like three mac and cheese meals a day. Like, have fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> not much to look at, you know? Until they look at my internet history and then they're like, wait, what is she? <laughs> so, um... Yeah, the Chicago True Crime Podcast Festival, for those of you who don't know, is basically a bunch of us just going to come hang out and there'll be some live shows and stuff as well. So 
Get your tickets at tcpf2019.com, I think. Yeah, do it soon because they, as it gets closer, the prices are raising yeah. and you need to find places to stay. I still so. haven't booked that, so I need to do that soon or I'm not going to have a room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that thing. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just trying to figure out how to wrap up because it's like we could just keep on chatting, couldn't we? But I know. But then you have to edit it all out. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've made your life hell. Again, that's why it's history and true crime. Yeah. The history go. is lighter. Um, speaking of the light, what have you guys been killing it this week? Killing it at? What? Yeah? I don't know. I don't know uh, how to phrase it. Stuff, stuff, <laughs> stuff you've done well this week, you're happy with, or someone you know has done something that you're happy about. I got my oil change, which is I'm really happy about because I have to drive a lot this week. <laughs> my car got a clean bill of health. And let me tell you, when you have to drive, I have to drive to Columbus twice this week. And I'm just like, if it breaks down on 71, there's nothing around for days but flat cornfields right now. And that's just, and a, that's how that's just a murder waiting to happen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Ohio is a mix of urban and murder scenes, basically. <laughs> I'm selling my state so well. Really <laughs> Our river catches on fire. It looks like there's a lot of murders here. Love it. I'm excited <laughs> to come. What about you, Liv? What are it, you killing this week? Killing it at kind of not going to uni. Yeah, but you handed your coursework in, didn't you? Yeah. So I'm so, killing it at not going to plus. uni, but still getting the work done. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I'm going to show you guys what I'm killing it at, and I will narrate it to the listeners. <laughs> so that was me showing those two, my um, my cat who has to live with my dad because my dad's house is uh, basically a farm. And so... Oh, wow. I don't want, it, I don't want him uh, to have to leave that and stop eating all the mices. So I live in Nottingham and he lives here. And it makes me sad. But I got to pet him this week, so I'm happy again. Yay. Yeah. Anytime you see animals, it's a good day. Exactly. The best day. Yeah, just thanks so much, you guys, for coming on. This has been really fun. And it's been nice to actually do something productive with those, you know, eight hours of of uh, documentary watching. Yeah. Now I'm having flashbacks again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Think about the animals. Think about the animals. Animals. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, Courtney, we'll play your promo after we sign off. So, Yeah. Is there anything you want to yeah. say to those who are skippers and won't listen to the promo, maybe? Your dicks? Uh, if you like true crime that's snarky and history that's snarky, we I've covered the Cleveland uh, Cuyahoga River Fire. Uh, we covered uh, Serial Killer in Oregon. Like, there's a wide variety of topics, so you can pick and choose your favorites, and you can learn something a little different for each one. And I have a bunch of guests on, so... You have so if you're many fav- on, yeah. Yeah, I just beg them. That's really... <laughs> how we do it but yeah so you if you like different podcasters different points of view they'll be there and uh yeah so check it out cool exciting all right thanks again guys thank I'm you i'm gonna sign off and eat my pasta get some food in you courtney uh, yeah, that's my plan <laughs> okay bye bye <laughs> if you'd like to support the show you can support me on patreon and with just a dollar a month you can get all sorts of bonus content like ad-free episodes bonus episodes and you can even pick the topics and 
depending on how much you give, you can get stickers and badges and stuff. So that's fun. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Killing It Crimecast, on Twitter at Killing It Crime. You can email me at Killing It Crimecast at gmail.com and on Redbubble, Killing It The Crimecast. If you just type that into Redbubble, you will come up with some of our t-shirts and mugs and stuff like that. So thank you so much for listening and enjoy this Cult of Domesticity promo. Do you love true crime, history, and mysterious happenings? Every week on The Cult of Domesticity, a guest and I discuss a different historical happening, a true crime story, or whatever strikes our fancy. Join me, Courtney, every Thursday to hear some fascinating tales from some fascinating people wherever you listen to podcasts.